Lord, we're just so grateful to be in your presence this morning. We know that the victory is yours, Lord. Just cause our hearts to be expectant for you in this season, Lord. Fill us up with your joy and your peace during this time of unrest as we know that you're coming. In Jesus' name. Yeah. 
commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. As we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you, word and deed, by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together as the people of God, the Kalat, that's found in your bulletin and overhead. Merciful God, who sent your messengers to prophets to preach repentance and prepare the way of our salvation, give us grace to heed their warning and forsake our sins, that we may greet with, with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and ever. Amen. Who am I competing with out there? Knock it off. <laughs> well, this being the second week of Advent, I want to uh, recognize a number of people. Most uh, importantly, uh, Phil. Phil Johnson, we were going to recognize him because he actually is instrumental in so many things around here. I don't even know where to start, but Phil would never allow that because so many people assist him, and uh, he'd much prefer they got the recognition. So uh, bring your people up here, Phil. And uh, oh. from a society, um, I see Gavin, Katie, Kristen. Oh, we have so many people. That Kelly, come on up. Father Ed, come on up. You're up here every once in a while. Down here, anyone else who's with society, and then the teachers, Chris, Debbie, Debbie, if you want to, you, you don't have to if you don't want to. Anyone else? Just looking around. There. Okay, I All think right. it's only fair that we get the shortest person to light it. It's probably because uh, <laughs> it's almost impossible, Kelly. But it's fun for the rest of us. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, every one of you, for your service. Okay, and while she's doing that, follow with me in the uh, litany of the lighting of the wreath. Come and save us, O Lord God of hosts. Come and save us, O Lord God of hosts. Show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Show your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Amen. Thank you so much. It's you know, you don't realize how uh, many people there are that are involved in all that we do here. And that's what makes St. Michael such an amazing, mighty army, is everybody here has got a job. And we're so thankful for each one of you and what you contribute. Our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, beginning in verse 1. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. 
The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord is spoken. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God, behold, The Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. The word of the Lord. Our psalm for this morning is Psalm 85, and we'll say it responsively by the asterisk. Psalm 85. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have forgiven the iniquity of your people. You have taken away all your wrath. Restore us, O God of our salvation. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you not revive us again? Show us your mercy, Lord. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. Mercy and truth have met together. Truth shall spring out of the earth. Yes, the Lord will give what is good. Righteousness will go before him. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our New Testament reading comes from Second Peter chapter three, beginning in verse eight. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. 
both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. As also our beloved Paul, according to his wisdom, given to him, has written to you. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Mark, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Well, I want to speak to you this morning about the uh, uh, the light bulb that doesn't work. <laughs> Let me track this down. It may or may not be plugged in, but uh, we can see around here where you've got the word and then you've got the praise and who gets priority. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. I love I love praise and worship, and I love our prayer team so much. I'll tell you, it's really great to be uh, back, even in church, let alone in the pulpit, after being confined uh, mostly to my bed for weeks with this hideous back disorder that uh, I've developed. I'm just grateful to be up and around and getting started back with my regular schedule and activities 
Isn't God good? He knows better than anyone how to get your undivided attention. And I must admit, I've fought occasional bouts of discouragement and depression when I laid there basically helpless and in real, real pain. Nothing like the back. I've learned a lot about it in the last couple months. and All the nerves are running through that. And they go down your back and they control your whole body. And boy, are they sensitive. I wish I had taken a lot better care of my back. You know, that's a, that's a whole area that should and could be developed more in the church. Back when I came to the Lord in the 1970s, there was a real push at that time on the body and, and seeing it as the temple of God and taking care of it, whatever. But I'm not too sure it hasn't waned over the decades. But it's so important. I spent my uh, t- time in my 20s ruining my back, and now here I am shocked that I'm having irreversible back issues going on. But that's the way life works. I just thank God that my spirit is sound and my soul is still uh, vibrant. So uh, praise be to God. C.S. Lewis said, pain is God's megaphone. Let me tell you, I'm now all ears. What a great time I've had with the Lord. See, it's a personal thing. It's about me. It's driven by a personal health problem that I was struck with. Basically, in many ways, I created. So can't you see how God uses all these things wonderfully to develop what he really cares about? That spirit man, the the eternal man who will be with him in his presence if we heed his word. But it happened, nevertheless, and I have been going through it. Twelve months, almost to the day after Karen experienced her cataclysmic broken neck in Italy, I experienced this mishap. Tough time indeed. And that's just us. That's our experience. I know a lot of you have had hard Tough experiences with yourself, your families, work, lack of it. This is a this is a hard time. You know, uh, this coronavirus pandemic has just rocked the world. Nations, it's bringing nations down. Our own economy is very volatile right now. It doesn't know where to crash or or to expand. So all, for whatever reason, one of my little idiosyncrasies is I follow the stock market because I think there's a correlation between what people are doing and the faith they put in the stock market and where the world is. And I'm just shocked and amazed that nobody's pulling back. It's almost like uh, Vegas where they're out there putting the money out on the hope that uh, is totally unjustified. But... uh, those are the times, and that's the way that we tend to be living in this day and age. But this coronavirus has uh, touched, I know, many of you, and uh, 
perhaps all of us in some way through you know a family member somewhere else who's gone through it that would possibly died. You know, the economies of the world faltering and crashing. Families are being torn up and separated. But the part that I become so sensitive to, I guess because of my duties, is the church. The church. You look at the effect it's had on the church, which is God's families. The enemy of our souls loves to use the governments to attack us and curtail our number one freedom, freedom of religion, freedom to gather and express our worship for our God. Relax. I promise Karen, no politics, so I won't start. Our patriarch wrote his seasonal Advent letter to the church, and wisely dealt with the amazing downturn to individuals, families, and countries. And I just want to read a part of it, all resulting from this coronavirus pandemic phenomena. There's now a psychological diagnosis known as pandemic fatigue syndrome. Medical professions in the United States are saying this syndrome is responsible for an increase in alcoholism, drug addiction, food addiction, domestic violence, severe depression, and suicide. Now, let me just tell you that that's all based on fact. All those things we have experienced have risen tremendously. And... uh, I don't know if any of you have ever said this, but I probably at some point in my life had said, i got to get out of this house or I'm going to kill that woman. <laughs> Just kidding. I, mean, I know she said that about me, though. But, <laughs> but no, sure, we know that when you are confined like that, that uh, things become tense. And, and it's, it's not usual for man. It's not usual for us to be remain trapped in this uh, accommodation that we're we're trying to experience. So he says, in addition, according to medical doctors and psychologists, there's an increase in anxiety orders and phobias, especially germophobia. Many say it will be years before people will be able to rid themselves of these fears and phobias. Wow. Now that sounds to me like it really rocked the world. Well, I have two things that I want to say about that, Victor. The first one is hogwash. God's bigger than that. God's much bigger than that. Perhaps to the lost, to those who don't know the Lord, who these terrible things are happening to and may very well continue for a long, long time, they may truly be those without hope. But who's without hope? All you got to do is bend your knee. And the same goes for them. 
Because here's what my experience, and I got a lot of it, a lot more than any of you. I'm feeling it more every day. <laughs> now, that's, that's what happens to the lost. They're the ones without hope. But the answer is still the same. It's truly supernatural, and it still works every doggone time. The answer is five words. It's a name. I've said it many times. It's simply Jesus. Jesus, the Christ. To devote one's life to study and search and service to this named individual brings amazing and marvelous results. I know because I stand before you as living proof. I didn't always walk with the Lord. But even the study and the search and the service to this named individual while it brings you marvelous results, it doesn't bring you all that it can. Because what God really wants, what really kicks it up a notch, is a personal relationship with Him. You know, we read in the Bible that the, a man is supposed to know his wife, and there's a in the Greek, the, the, the knowing is different than, oh, oh I know him. But this instant intimacy of, of love and oneness that uh, develops and created, that, that affects every part of your life. I guarantee you, just by the fact that Karen and I have walked together for 50 what years, Karen? 53 now? 50, that our politics are pretty well the same. Because we've just we've just fought the battles, fought it out. They weren't always probably. I know they certainly when we first met. Uh, but through living life together, we have found a path, and that path is a path that creates a unity. And she's so much like me, and I'm so much like her in what we believe and what we do. And I believe that in many ways it's supernatural. It's because we made a covenant before God and we stood before him, and he is creating that oneness. I always said there's three people involved in a marriage that's successful, and that's the husband, the wife, and the Holy Spirit. <coughs> that's when you really, really see the powerful ministries that can come forth, all meant for us, all meant for each other, not for just a couple, but for all of us. So to develop a personal relationship far exceeds anything less than that. The closeness we can know between him and us brings a much stronger foundation on which our relationship can stand and grow. And over time, it will bring a fulfilled lifetime of joy. <coughs> In the words of the patriarch, Christ has certainly not abandoned the church of which he's the king. Christ will continue to suffer with the church and in her suffering bring her to a new awakening 
of renewal and reform. The church, if she listens to his voice, now I want you to take that because that's what I'm challenging you and us to do, and I know our leadership does. We are diligent trying to do that, and I want each one of you in your family and your individual lives to be doing that. And this is now this is now not only an opportunity, but I believe it's a mandate to all the churches of the world, and some are just going to not do it. The church, if she listens to his voice in repentance and prayer, will come out of this pandemic and the other events of 2020, not having merely survived, but resurrected, showing that light is greater than darkness, and the grave cannot hold back the love of God. It's always been this way. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. The Bible says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. He wants in. He wants in to the inner part of your life. He wants to share it with you and lead you. He wants to create Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. See, are all these things that have invaded a normal human person. And they're all fantasy, but he's not. Greater is he that's within me than he that's within the world. And I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Now, Genesis teaches us that this door is the door to paradise. Paradise. Remember the garden? Genesis? We opened the story in paradise. Well, ever since we fell from our position in grace... God's been working to take us back to paradise. He's got a pathway. He's got a desire. He's got all that we need. All we have to do is follow. And I want to go. And I want you to go too. Oh, we experience it sometimes, but not nearly enough. I'm happy to report that all around the world in the ICCEC churches, our denomination, God's been moving continually, even through the pandemic era, in ministry. The church in Africa, that's nothing new to them to suffer. And so they keep right on building the kingdom over there. The entire church, however, must continue to proclaim Christ the King despite the political climate or activities that are happening around us. You know, I'm reminded of that passage in uh, Acts where they 
<laughs> grabbed the apostle, threw him in prison, beat him up, told him, don't do that. You can't be doing that Jesus business anymore. There's a pandemic! And they said, well, we're sorry. We can do almost anything to obey the law, but not if we just deny Christ. So we don't do it maliciously in protest. You don't see us in the streets. You just see us bringing our families to the throne of God to receive His glorious gift. The Apostle Paul admonished the church to continue to lift her eyes and seek those things that are above. Don't be dragged down by outward appearances and circumstances. I'll tell you, maybe the greatest benefit I've had in the last several weeks is the ability to pray. Almost unencumbered. <laughs> it's been a wonderful time. I feel a closeness. I feel a cleanness. Maybe he just need to spank me or wake me. I don't know. But whatever it was, I'm so glad I've gone through it. Because I feel sharper and better and closer than I've been. Back to Advent. <clears throat> the four traditional Advent themes are God's people, hope. Hope's uh, like a light shining in a dark place. Peace, the candle of peace. It's represented by the Old Testament prophets. Peace from God. Biblical peace. True peace. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Allowing us to trust in God's promises. Through restful, tranquil faith. Despite the dark, scary world around us. Third's love. Represented by John the Baptist. He demonstrated his by being a fool for Christ and then being sacrificed for him, all as he tried to scream at the top of his lungs that love is here. Love is here in Jesus Christ. Then there's the candle of joy, Mary representing the joy, the mother of Jesus. But this is Peace Sunday. And believe me, peace is a big thing to God. The word peace occurs 400 times in the Bible. And the Bible attributes peace to Jesus himself. The Prince of Peace, it says in Isaiah 9-6. When you sent your Son, you sent the One who was called Wonderful, Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Even the angels cried out, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those to whom his favor rests. The angels knew God's eternal purposes. They know the gifts of hope and peace and joy and love that Christmas holds, that Advent promises. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, allow us the wonderful peace in knowing that because Jesus came and will come again, we each and every day have the opportunity to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. You see, even though we experience hurt and illness, conflict, disappointment, even despair. We now have and always will have you, Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to lean against and to rest on. Teach us when times are hard to do just that and shower us with the peace that passes all understanding and a knowledge and love of you, the one true and living God. Amen. Please stand. This is what we believe. I tell you, these are the times when I like to... Go back and regularly do the Nicene Creed. Every day in my life I do that or the Apostles' Creed because uh, every day all you hear all day long is how everything's just coming apart, shaky. That's not what I see when I read this. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and is seated on the right hand of the Father. He shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. And may may be glorified by all peoples. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. recommend to each one of you this morning that whatever needs you have, I want you to bring them when you come up for the Eucharist. You know, I want you just to receive a supernatural touch from the Lord, which you do every week. But, you know, it says uh, you get out of something what you put in it. And you come asking and expecting, and uh, it'll really emphasize to you God's saving power. In every aspect of your life, spiritual or physical. So you come, and when you come up, just come expecting just a new and special touch from the Lord. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace. Lord be with you. All right. Can you hear me yet? There we go. Now I hear me. <laughs> me, come on up here. Hey, I got, we got some great announcements this week. Babies. We got three new babies in the church. Mar- Michael and Ari. All right, help me out with the name. Mabel. Mabel Ruth. Fantastic. Joey and Margaret. Baby's name is Abram. Okay, you know, I'm a grandpa, so I get to struggle with names. (laughs) Ask my kids. It didn't take that long. I struggled with theirs. Justin and Kimmy had a baby today. Nolan. So Mabel, Abram, and Nolan, all born in the last, let's say, I think since a week ago Saturday or so. So that's quite a bit. This is a, a happy time of year. Good time to have babies. I know our family has had many, so that's great news. Um, you want to come on up here? Uh, big announcement: Men Wednesday, December sixteenth. Be here, seven o'clock. If you're a man, <laughs> I just have a little encouragement and testimony this morning. Um, you know, Psalm twenty-three has comforted us all throughout our whole life, and when we sing this song that they sang today, "All My Life You've Been Faithful," and at the end it's like, "Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me." And in Psalm twenty-three. It says that at the end. We, we don't read it that way, but that's really the best translation of it. His goodness and mercy will pursue me all of my life. 
And I just want to go through that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of coronavirus, I will fear no evil. I mean, in our lifetimes, if we have walked in the valley of the shadow of death, it's right now. But we have no evil to fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall run after me all the days of my life. When you're in difficulties, I mean, last year, Kimmy lost a baby. You know, that's probably the most difficult thing a mother can go through. But God's goodness and mercy was running after her. And today she delivered a beautiful baby boy. So be encouraged. God is with us, and his goodness and his mercy are running after us. And when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have nothing to fear. Amen. 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 All right, speaking of uh, society, um, we have a couple of events coming up here this Christmas, we always do. One is uh, Toys for Tots. We're still waiting to find out exactly the logistics of that. But if you'd like to help out with that, please let us know. Um, we have gotten more and more uh, response, especially with society in general, because of people losing their jobs. Uh, we've had a, a huge increase of uh, people coming to get food. And so we know the need is there. It's going to be much greater than it has been probably in recent years. The other one is the, if you, you've heard me say this before, but the uh, Vikings food drive for Christmas. It's always right before Christmas, and we usually go to Newport Beach to put together boxes of uh, really nice Christmas dinner boxes, and, and there's we usually get about 120 to 150 but this year, when I spoke with them, they're going to be doing it a lot differently, and I'm still waiting on the details of that. They're going to be dropping off the food here to us as opposed to us going to get it. They're trying to – usually when we're there, there's hundreds of us gathered around each other very closely. They don't want that to happen this year for obvious reasons. So they're going to be dropping the food off here, and if you're interested in either of those events, please let me know. Um, it's going to take a little coordination, and but we want to make sure that we're really trying to meet the needs of the people that are here, that are coming. Uh, I would say a year ago, what would we have? Maybe we'd maybe feed 75 to 100 people a week, and now it's like 250. So the numbers have just skyrocketed over the last year. So uh, please see me or Kelly, or you can talk to any of these people here, Katie or Kristen or... Uh, uh, Gavin, and uh, they'd be glad to help give you some direction on that. So thank you. Uh, let us pray for our offering. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of all creation. Through your goodness we have the swine offer, fruit of vine, work of human hands. It will become for us the blood. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. For when he humbled himself to come among us in human flesh, he fulfilled the plan you formed before the foundation of the world to open for us the way of salvation. Confident that your promise will be fulfilled, we now watch for the day when Christ our Lord will come again in glory. So with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy God, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup, and again he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to him, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us that share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and of all the clergy, especially remember those for whom we now pray, Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle and Sonja and Sandra and Maria, Karen, David and Darcy and Tammy and Thomas and Kyla, Dan, Bishop Davison, Jason, Bishop Lily, Landon family, Gage, Oki family, Pamela, Barbara, Jonathan, Michael and Ari, and Joey and Margaret, and Justin and Kimmy for the wonderful children that they brought into the world, and for the Marines and the sailors at Camp Pendleton. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs, all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. 
by him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage when we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and signals of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, a prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling. Reconciling the world himself and not counting men's sins against him. And he loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. And he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst us and remain with us always. Amen. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.